Hello there and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Now, just in case we are new friends, I'm going to quickly introduce myself and then we will jump into today's topic all about pivoting in your horse business. Now, as you've likely guessed at this point, my name is Denise Alvarez, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help dream-chasing horse business owners like yourself to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm and to make a doable plan to help you turn your online audience into your customers. I do that through one-on-one coaching and my Take the Reins coaching program, as well as website design and website copywriting. And of course, through this podcast. And I do each of these things so that you can be out doing what you love to do in the horse world. And so here on the podcast, you can expect a mix of step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos, and entrepreneurial mindset shifts that will help you not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process so you can make it happen. Now, this week on the podcast is a little bit of extra fun for me because I get to introduce you to a client of mine who is really doing some unique things in the equine industry. They're actually a husband and wife duo, and neither of them are honestly doing what they originally set out to do years ago. And that's a good thing because they have been willing to pivot and make changes over and over again in order to help help them reach their goals for their business. Uh, Now, I have been working with them for almost two years when I first started their, their website work. And just in the short time that I've been with them, I have watched them make multiple pivots. And so here's what I want you to notice. In the midst of every pivot they have made, and you will hear them share their story, they've always got their number one goal front and center. Their own personal mission and vision is what is driving them. And you know that that is something I am always teaching here on the podcast to know your why, know what you are working towards and use that as your filter. Do everything else with that in mind. Because here's the deal. As a business owner in the equine industry, over time, you are going to be making some pivots. It's pretty much a given. You may go from in-person training and teaching to adding online elements, or maybe you are at expos right now and that's all you do, but you're going to start up a brick and mortar shop. Or perhaps you've only been serving customers in the US, but you're ready to go international, or you're adding products and services, or you're taking away products and services, right? Each of these things are pivots. Now, sometimes it may be that your situation deems it necessary, and sometimes it may be that you see an opportunity and you go for it. But at the end of the day, they're all major changes and pivots in your business, and you can do them well, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about here in this episode with Kelsey and Michael. Now, I actually first met Kelsey, as I mentioned, almost two years ago, and she is married to Michael Gascon, and together they run Gascon Horsemanship, which you will learn about from them here in just a little bit. All right, so you're going to hear their background 
what they're doing, what they've been doing, what they're doing now. Now, I have had the pleasure of working with them, doing the copy and design for each of their websites. So Kelsey is also a trick writer. So she has a trick writing website as well. And so, of course, my little girl, who is an aspiring trick writer, loved looking at those pictures when I did their website. But what I want you to know really is that their heart is to help people learn to enjoy their horses. And you're going to hear that as they talk as well. All right. So of course you can head to stormlily.com slash 114 to get connected with them. So you can head there anytime that is the show notes and I'll have links to their websites, to their social, and of course a highlight from this conversation as well. All right. But for now, I would love for you to join me in my conversation with Michael and Kelsey as they share their story and some insights and strategies from their own experience to help you know when, why, and how to pivot in your own horse business. Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I so appreciate it. Michael and Kelsey, you guys taking the time. Now I quickly gave an introduction before we jumped onto this, um, to my audience, but I always do it very quickly because I love for you guys to share for yourselves. So would you take turns sharing a bit about your background and maybe share, um, how you've gotten to this point where now you're a husband and wife team working together to make horses enjoyable for the everyday horse person. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Ladies first. Well, we are Michael and Kelsey Gascon. We are a husband-wife duo, and we travel around the world fixing the world's most problematic horses. We've been doing this now. Michael's been in the horse industry his whole life, and he'll tell you a little bit about his background. We've been together kind of as a power couple for the last five years, getting to build our business from the beginning, go through all the hardships and everything that it takes to be able to make it in the horse world. Um, I'm originally a trick rider, so I came from um, basically doing gymnastics on horseback. And that's kind of how our paths crossed about five years ago. Previously, three years before that, he came to be one of my students up in Missouri. And um, it was awesome. I kicked his butt for a couple days. I didn't hear from him for a while. And then three years later, I came back down to work with him and some of his academy students. And it was just kind of history from there. I, I didn't leave. I stayed down here. I became one of the trainers. And then we've just been kind of building this empire over the last couple of years together. Absolutely. I was raised in um, by a Hall of Fame trainer. I'm a fifth generation horse trainer. My father's a Hall of Fame Pasofino trainer. So I was raised in the show ring with the most finished, advanced, smoothest horses you can think of um, in the Pasofinos. And when I decided to become a horse trainer, I wanted to become a colt starter. I saw colt starting for the first time and I started down that path. And when I opened my doors for training, I could not give away my training. I'm talking about, I couldn't give it away for free. I kept trying to give better and better deals and nobody wanted it. So I started taking anything and everything that people would take. Oh, you got that horse that nobody will take for you. I'll take it for you. Hey, look, look, just give it to me. If you like what you see in the first month, you could pay for the second month. Like begging people, just give me a chance. And the problem horses that nobody wanted was the only thing I could get. And sooner or later, the infamy of that started spreading and people start, hey, there's this redneck down in South Mississippi, ride whatever, you should send your horse to him. And that grew further and wider and further and wider. And it just became another day at the office. So now we specialize in problem horses and cold starting. And it, it's kind of gone from passos to anything and everything on, on the daily basis. We might ride a dozen different breeds of horses, uh, literally from a pony to a Percheron 
uh, Mustangs, Saddlebreds, Arabians, Icelandics, anything you can think of. A horse is a horse, but of course, and we gentle them for the public, try to make uh, people safer with their horses. And that program has really helped us from the beginning when it was just taking in training horses, has really been the start and helped build us into the multi-million dollar business that we've built today from everything from our horse training. We do all-inclusive horse vacations, horse retreats. People come with their horses. We work and we bridge the gap between the two. We've got a bunch of online programs that we offer to be able to work with people around the world virtually products and services, sale horses, just about anything you can imagine in the horse industry. We've built and encompassed that into the program that you'll see today. Yeah. And, and that's what I want to talk to you guys about, because as you mentioned, it's pivoted a few different times over the years. And maybe even just since we started working together, like a year and a half ago, I've seen multiple pivots. Um, so I would love for you guys to talk about we'll get into some specific strategy because, you know, I love to provide the practical. So I want my audience of horse business owners that will very much identify with what you guys are saying to, as they think about different pivots in their business and long-term strategy. Like I know that's something that's big to you guys is thinking forward thinking and what do you want that business to look like? But at the same time, you guys are doing it together. So that's, that's a whole other thing to consider. But over time, you've transitioned, right? Uh, there's been a stage where you maybe weren't going to take outside horses in for training. And then you kind of trans- transition that a little bit to we're going to build up the horse trainers inside that are going to work with us and build up a team. Talk to me about those conversations. Um, what are the things that really drive you guys to be willing to change and transform your business as needed? And then maybe what are the things that have been hesitations for you or things that maybe have been kind of hard in the process? Absolutely. So there's there's been so many pivots in our business, like you just said, from, you know, pick any year, pick any part of our program, and we'll tell you parts that have changed and went a different direction and things that sounded like a great idea. And then when you dove into the nitty gritty, we're like, oh, this, this is not what we wanted this to be, or this isn't the direction that we wanted to, that to go. So um, some of the biggest pivots have probably been during COVID. That was a huge shift for us because at that time we had training horses. We had started and had some retreats at that point, but there wasn't a whole lot of income coming in virtually because, you know, at that point we just focused on the in-person products and services. And so we were traveling and doing what we called our never give up tour. We were doing a self-produced night show, a two day clinic type environment with that. Very similar to some of the things you've seen in the horse industry before, but we produced a standalone night show. So we bring in all these performers and try to make horsemanship, not only be educational, but also be fun. Like these are in products. These are things that you can be capable of doing. And so between, you know, 12 acts that we had, we had nine of those in-house were our our horses, our Liberty acts, our trick riding, our Roman riding. And then we got to use our part of being able to perform, which is something that we love doing is being in front of people. So we had just had a a standalone night show completely sold out in Michigan at the Michigan Horse Expo. We were on cloud nine. It went absolutely fantastic. You couldn't have asked for a better experience for us. Um, You know, standing ovations, we were just in the moment. And that night, I didn't even know because we're so caught up in the moment with what we're doing and moving forward in our business. We really don't pay attention to the news that often, um, which is, you know, what to, to each their own. But we had no idea that COVID was even a thing at that point. Um, and there was a lot that was starting to, you know, just start showing up in the news. And as we were moving out of that facility, we had booked six more of those throughout the year. We were going to reproduce the event again and again. And as we're moving out, the venue that was moving in or the event that was moving in got canceled. 
And it's like that week on the way home, we were talking between the two of us, all the goals, all the things we were going to do. And overnight, everything shut down. Like the world just quit. All the deposits got taken. All of the the weekends got taken. Um, All the planning and the village of people that we were supporting to put that show on. Um, all we're stuck in the same place. Like we don't have a show to do. So your weekends got too. Uh, and, and that was a big shift from immediately going from physical in-person uh, shows to, okay, we're going to get this online thing up and rolling right now. Uh, you have an option. As a matter of fact, we had the, the week that everything got shut down, we pivoted into a podcast and I had, uh, I say a dozen of the biggest names in the horse industry coming to do the podcast. Um, we worked for day after day on our podcast studio, made it look so good. We had all the equipment, everything set up. The week after that, when our first one was to be recorded, travel got banned. So talking about a pivot within a pivot, we okay, we're gonna put out a big podcast. Great. And I called all my all my buddies uh, that are are the biggest clinicians and biggest performers in the nation, and they were all like. Well, heck, we don't have anything else to do. Yeah, we'll come to your podcast. All of our shows got canceled. So everybody said yes to me just to, to find out a week later that tra- travel got banned and they all canceled because nobody could cross state lines or or hop in their car. And it was, it was that time of the pandemic. So our podcast started and stopped in <laughs> within a week. <laughs> like just for us to spend our money and build up this awesome podcast studio, just long to do that. And then everything got canceled. And then our next pivot after that was, okay, we're going to build up this membership uh, program and start doing the horse help courses where basically we take you live every day for 60 days. And it was a horse help challenge at that yeah, point. We, we, Just we a put, complete spinoff. Like we're going to run with this. We're going to do the horse help challenge. We're going to try to inspire and pr- you know promote ourselves, but also help people through this time that like everybody's at a loss. What do you do? Where do you go? You know, a lot of people couldn't go to work. You're stuck at home. You're stuck with your kids and your spouse and all these things you've never had to be locked into a building with. And so horses became huge. Like overnight, we saw a skyrocket in the horse sale industry, people wanting to learn. And I really think that was a huge shift in going from the entertainment aspect of horses that everybody wanted to be a part of to actually wanting to learn something, being stuck at home and wanting to educate themselves, educate their horses. And like you said, we went live every day for 45 days for over an hour for free, just helping people like find success, enjoy your horse. Like if you're going to be stuck on them, at least have a good ride, you know, at least feel safe, feel confident and go through that process. And it was a, an overnight shift into that. But also because travel got banned, we were training 20 horses a month at that time. And so all the horses that we had scheduled to come in and out, we had scheduled to leave we had to make a huge shift in our mindset too and not get bogged down. Everybody around you is falling apart. Everybody that's out in the horse world, that's out in society, everybody's hitting like a roadblock in life. And so how do we help these people, help these horses get inspired and at the same time, making sure that we're staying inspired, staying motivated, not grabbing the negative and really having that mindset shift too to, to stay positive, keep moving forward, we know that if we help these people, we help these horses, we're going to go the direction we want to go. So just let's do everything again to push that way, to bring everybody in along the way on the journey and, and see where it goes from there. And that just kind of like was a huge, huge shift and a huge um, 
I guess success. Um, there's a word that I'm looking for and it's not coming to me right now. I know I see that you're shaking your head. It, it was just life changing because we got to get in there for 45 days and hear what people's problems were, what they were struggling with, what they needed the most help with, what was the biggest confidence issue they were running into. And they really helped us build this program into something previously that it wasn't. You know, we had started an online membership. We had started making these videos, but it wasn't as catered as we were able to figure out exactly what was needed and how we could help people the most. And that really transitioned how our business would build out and the products and services that we would offer and what would be the most beneficial. And at that time, I think we had four retreats um, every year. We kept, you know, adding more, adding more. And now we have 12 and we offer everything from a confidence retreat to an intermediate. We have an advanced boot camp. We have a gated retreat. And so it's so much about just listening to what your people and what your horses need that you're trying to work with. And building that around and catered to specifically what they need to be successful. Okay. Yeah. You stole the words from my mouth. When I heard you talking, I'm like, you heard from your audience in that time. And that is what allowed you to build the offers that you knew people would buy because you were listening to what they needed. Tell me about that process. What as a business, right? You're a business. So you're like, you lost all those deposits. You needed to monetize. Your challenge was free. So where did that play into really helping you as a business financially? The, the big thing to remember with all of this and for any horse business, for any part of the industry that you're in, if you help the people get the results they're looking for, the money is going to come. You have to be able to help them get results, get testimonies, help people find success. And as you do that, we catered those those products and services directly to them. And therefore, we had the testimonies. We had the things built in that we were able to not only market to them, but then turn around after they were a part of it as they came and traveled. Because during COVID, we didn't shut down the retreats. We we had a COVID. Oh, really? Policy. Yeah. So we had a COVID policy that said, hey, you're more okay. than welcome to each their own. Masks are not mandatory. But you have to, you know, if you want to social distance, we're out on a farm. There's a thousand acres, like spread out a little mm-hmm. bit. And to get people comfortable and confident committing to traveling and doing that kind of thing once travel started opening back up. We made it to where, like, if anything happens, if you are, um, gosh, my brain is not working today. Yes, you're positive for COVID. (laughs) Don't come. Or if you've been exposed to COVID, don't, you don't have to come. Well, well, it doesn't matter. We'll transfer you to a different date. There's no risk. whatsoever. Like, even if you call us the night before, there's no risk. We'll move you to another date. And so by doing that, we still had a ton of people come and travel without the risk losing losing whatever was going on so yeah and it's real simple the effect we have on others is the most valuable currency there is so if you can have an effect on others whether it's free or they're paying you you treat it the same whether you're getting something free for us or you're paying us all the monies we are going to try to rock it and, and knock it out of the park and having that kind of understanding that we are not in the horse business a horse has never paid me a horse has never fed my child uh, we are in the people business and it's how you make those people feel is what's going to bring in the currency. Uh, if you can have those folks feeling successful, feeling winning, feeling like they're, they're progressing and growth, growth is the key to happiness. Um, it doesn't matter where they're at in their journey, whether they have zero confidence or they've been hurt or they know nothing or they know everything. If you can help them feel successful, uh, the money will come. And whether that's through 
merchandise, whether that's through tech, whether that's through in-person services, whether that's working the horse for them, it'll be there, but you got to give them that feeling. Uh, and that's one of the big things that we've learned along this process. And now you're flooded with so many people in the market that you can see because they're on your computer screen they're on your, your phone screen. So a lot of horse people are with the mentality of be humble, be quiet. We're good country folk. You know, we speak quietly. We work hard. It's all about the sweat on our brow. It's very simple. If you undersell with the idea that you're going to over deliver and the next guy oversells, over promise and over delivers, you are never going to get the chance. So in the industry that we're in and in the era that we're in, you have to beat the drums. You have to jump up and down and get the attention. And then from there, make true on all your promises. And then from there, do your best work. Uh, but the idea of you're going to be quiet and humble, the next person could not be half the horseman as you. But if they're a better salesperson than you, they will take your client's money. And then your client won't do business with you because they've already spent their money. Uh, whether whether the person does a good job or bad job is yet to be seen. That doesn't matter. They are going to get the business. And a lot of horse people, especially because we're, we're raised hardworking and quiet on a farm away from people, um, almost like a lack of socialization that they don't know how to stand up and make some noise and kind of be that showman or show woman to get that business in our way. So something like the challenge, you know, it was free for the people to, to get on those challenges in those days. Yeah, but we were giving people so much value for free that it they would just stick with us and they they stayed real loyal. They stayed real true to us. Uh, and, and anything that we offered after that, it was like already a done deal. It's like we have to come up with new products just because we have the followers that want to buy something new and they bought everything that we offer. Multiple so, times. So, so we're constantly pivoting and trying to come up with new a new name, a new thing, uh, a new thing to market because they want the next thing that comes out. Kind of like the iPhone users just waiting for the next iPhone to come out, even though they already have an iPhone in their pocket. And it's the next step on the journey, right? Having the next thing. What's the next thing I'm reaching for? Now we've got them excited about learning. We've got them finding success with their horse. Now what's the next goal? What's the next thing you're always revisiting? What the next goal is going to be? You're always working for bigger and better. And so we have people that have started with us that could not can or could not sit comfortably in the trot we're having issues with just the, the smallest problems with their horse. Now they're working on flying lead changes. They tap, lay down their horse. They do Liberty. They travel and they're winning at shows. And it's just like mind blowing to follow them along this journey and be there every step of the way. And that original group of people that went through that challenge with us. Now there's in that group, there's probably at least 10 of them that have been to over five retreats with us, have sent their horse for training for 60 to 90 days, have done every single part of our online programs. And one of them, even last year, they're competing inside our membership for different challenges and things to keep them moving forward that happen monthly. And last year we gave out over $40,000 in merchandise, tax, services, things that we offered just for them putting in the effort with their own horses, just for them going mm -hmm. out working their horse and finding success. We're wanting to reward that and keep them moving forward. Yeah. Well, I will tell you personally, and I told Kelsey this the other day, like one of the most fun things working with you guys has been seeing the impact that you're having on people. And when I get to go in and search for the testimonials to use on a sales page or to use in the copy, and it's just, it's not hard to find it's over and over. They're so grateful and they feel like you're personally there for their success. 
And just like you said, Michael, they remember that. They remember that. So I think that's wonderful. Okay. I have one more question. And then I want to hear what you guys have already done a great job providing some really practical steps. But one of the transitions we haven't talked about, but you you mentioned is the horse health idea. So you've kind of gone through these also branding transitions, right? You've had you've got your MG stuff on. You've also had the horse guru. And then now you're doing horse help. Talk to me about what those branding transitions have looked like and what's been the driving force behind that. It all comes back to the goals, right? Like what our mission is, what we want to do. And one of the things that we've seen in the horse industry is some people kind of point them, they they pin themselves into a corner with, with their branding, with their marketing, with their industry that they're working in. And so with the horse guru, and kind of the branding that he had for a long time was the world's number one gated clinician. And so we had that blasted everywhere. And then as he got into problem horses, we had to kind of transition and open that up and make sure that going to these expos, getting his name out, working horses other than the gated horses, showcasing all these different breeds. And with branding, it comes so much about how can you recognize it? How can you think about it? And when you hop on the internet and you start searching for horse training, there's 780,000 different this horsemanship, that horsemanship, this horse trainer. And there wasn't something, and that's kind of where the horse guru came out initially is, hey, I'm going to be different. I'm the horse guru, Michael Gascon. I'm branding under that. And now what we're doing and the, the shift over into horse help is it's easy to recognize in the name. It says exactly what we're going to do for you without having to give a big, long explanation, without having to tell you what discipline we're in, without doing any of that, the brand encompasses that as we build it. And looking forward big picture and kind of what you don't see behind the scenes of what we're doing is looking out at our three-year, five-year, and 10-year plan, Horse Help is going to become a major brand in that we're going to start acquiring other businesses in addition to what we're doing now with horse training, our retreats, and our services and products we have now. We'll start acquiring feed companies. We'll start acquiring tack companies. We'll start acquiring insurance and anything like a one-stop shop, trailer sales, transportation and horse hauling, all these different things to where if you're a horse person, you can go to this one-stop shop, find everything you're looking for under one house. You've already kind of trusted us through some of these different products and services that we offer. And now you get to see it in all these different areas within the industry of horses. And so that's like, we're looking forward of how we're going to help not only reach people and their horses and help them, but also reaching out and acquiring and helping other horse businesses take their business to the next level. A lot of them might be missing something like marketing or advertising or just having somebody come in and make the vision clear for them. Their product or service may be phenomenal, but they're just missing those steps to take it to the next level. We want to be able to build with those brands and encompass everything under this like mega, mega brand. So, And the idea is the other thing too, whenever you start off as Gaston Horsemanship um, and I started looking around, then we changed it to we changed it over to the horse guru. Now we're going into the umbrella of the horse help so we can have all these verticals and, and get it to one hundred and twenty five million dollar uh, a year business so that we can platform it so we can go public with it. So we look to do that within the next decade within the next year. Imagine a company starting just by trying to beg and borrow for every one singular horse that you get in for training to over the course of 15 years uh, going public and selling on the on the public market uh, their shares. And the idea of doing that over the next 10 years, when, once you get horse help, well, then you have 
horse horse health insurance, horse health logistics, horse health veterinarian, horse health nutrition. Like you, you just get where you can um, encompass all these different areas. The horse industry is a $122 billion a year industry. And so many of us are taught to just live off of crumbs of it. Um, where if you get it rolling and you're not scared of collaboration and you're not scared to go out and study and grow, there's so much more to offer. And if you've been raised in it, you know the the industry. We just so many of us aren't educated enough to to be able to go get it. So constantly learning so we can grow this up. So this horse help it, it's gonna we want it to be the the first trainers that we know of or have ever heard of uh, to be able to go public from actually off the back of a horse. And, and being able to hold it to a standard. So we're a family run and operated business. We plan to forever be a part of everything that we're building and holding it to the same standard that we have for what we have for our business right now. So the bigger we get, the more people and things that we add into this, making sure that we're only keeping people and businesses that align with the goal that we're headed towards, that have our values, that share our goals and what we want to become. And so it's not going to be, you know, just a rinky dink this, a little bit of that. It's going to be holding everybody to that same standard like we're having for our own business and the success we're looking for within that. I, I love that you guys are so willing to dream big. Like I talk about that often, like, like why not, why not? Right. And who says it's impossible? Like all of those things, you're like living, breathing examples of that. And I love that so much. So tell me this for those listening, um, that are like, okay, I've been thinking I needed to transition. I've been thinking I need to pivot to a different area of my business, or I'm seeing people ask for this. And I think that there's a need, what are some it, things that you would tell them? So maybe steps they should follow or practical advice that you would give them. What would each of you say to that person? The fun part about that is I think a lot of people are looking for the the nitty gritty, like you have to do this specific step. You have to go in this specific order. And I think more importantly, and we could probably both agree on this, it's it's bigger picture than that. Like you've got to start with mindset. If you can't believe that it's possible, then it's not going to happen. If you're the person that has the vision and you can't put it into reality, believing it every single day that you're going to make it happen, nobody else is going to believe in you and nobody else is going to want to be a part of that journey. But for us, like we're open about talking about this vision and where we're going and that we want you to come along with us. We want you to be a part of that. And our, our clients, everybody who's involved with us to the workers we have on a daily basis that we meet with every day. We're building this team based on the mindset that we're telling you where we're going to go. Sometimes how you're going to get there and the nitty gritty of all of that, you've got to have the vision first. You can't make the steps if you don't like wholeheartedly believe you're going to make it happen. That's probably my my first one. What do you have? Yeah. So, so you're never going to overachieve your highest expectation. It's just not going to happen. Now, your highest expectation is your ceiling. So since you're in charge of your highest expectation, uh, you should be mindful of that. You're never going to get a, a above that, but you can move that goalpost whenever you want. You just have to decide to. Um, and, and the the next thing is don't try to compete um, with the lowest price and the best deal. Your worst clients will pay you the least. The client that you try to give a deal to, to, to deal, they will absolutely take advantage of you and then make you feel worthless for taking advantage of you. Um, and, and they'll complain about that. The worst clients pay you the least. Um, and people who are willing to pay you your worth and people who are willing to pay you for your product and services, those are the people who are really going to have your back that are really going to help you. Um, so 
as a, a young trainer starting off, it was really hard to get out of that mindset of looking around and get trying to give the best deal that I could. And people will absolutely take advantage of you. Uh, and I remember early on selling horses and selling them for a song and having older trainers talk to me, dude, what are you doing? You're giving away those horses and you are riding the dog out of them uh, for, for so long before you sell them to make sure that you're over delivering. Um, so that's really, you have to, to know your worth. Know and you, your have value. To, you have to know your value. Um, that's, that's a big thing. And, and then the next thing, if you are a horse trainer, if you are in the horse business, that is but a percent. When I decided that I wanted to, to be the best cult starter in the world, the best problem solver in the world, actually figuring out the skills of being a world-class cult starter or problem solver was a small fraction of actually doing the job. So much of it was learning how to do social media. I didn't have social media before that. Learning how to shoot a video, how to edit a video, how to post to groups, how to beat the drums and be heard. Non-horsey things. There's so much that goes with being world-class that has nothing to do with the horse. Um, that's almost a given that you have to be able to do your job. There's so many of these untalked about things that if you don't figure that part out, it doesn't matter how good you are in your backyard. If, if it's not documented, if the world can't see it, you didn't do it. You know, oh, there's guys out there better than Michael Jordan in the park. What's their name? How much did they get paid? Oh, that's right. They didn't get paid. You don't know their name. It only matters if it's documented. Uh, I tell my, my young trainers, if you have one horse in for training, that one horse should get videoed of every day. You should be making a post every single day because that will turn that one horse into two, that two into four, that four into eight. Your documentation matters because it's the window to the world. Whenever, if you're in any other business or used to be location, 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 where you are at, that's changed now. Now it's about video, video, video. The windows to the world are on our screens. What are you doing to have your storefront open for business for people can see what you're doing? Um, if you are not doing that, you're going to have a hard time um, in the world that we live in today. And, and never stop learning with it. That's another huge thing on the list. Whatever you suck at, whatever you're not good at in your business, just like when we're working horses, we figure out what they don't like and they're not good at. And that's what we do for a month. That's how we get horses so broke with people and with business. Figure out what you're not good at and make that your priority that you're studying. Make that your priority. Even if you're spending, what is it, 20 minutes a day. If you do 20 minutes a day for a year, you are in the leading, what's the percentage? 95%. 95% yeah. of the experts in that any industry. So just 20 minutes a day of reading a book, of watching a pod, listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube video. Yeah. Figure out what you're not good at and make that your priority to study for one month, for three months. And it, it's amazing how much those different aspects of your business will just take you to the next level because now you're at least knowledgeable. At least you know it's a thing. Even if you're not educated, you at least have it on your radar that this is a necessity. Yeah. And right now, marketing is senior to advertising. You can't advertise senior to sales because you can't sell your product if you're not willing to get it out there. And we've kind of hit a hard hard place in our business early on this year that, hey, we haven't made this a priority. We've built the business. We've been doing things. We post on social media every day, but we really haven't hit this hard. And so for the last 90 days, we completely redid our content strategy and just went, I mean, tenfold, 10x, as hard at it as we can. We've been posting 
on every part of social media that we're involved in, all the different channels. We do one post per day that's a written post. We do six videos per day that are short form video reels. And just pulling the stats and keeping track of that, we've done over 26 million views on our social media in 90 days. We've added over 40,000 followers on Facebook. And right now we're averaging over 300,000 views per day on our content helping people because people want to learn now before it was viral videos where Michael was in a T-Rex suit inflatable, just entertaining people for the entertainment value. And now that we have people that are wanting, willing and ready to soak up and learn this information, there's no better time than now than to take your marketing to the next level, regardless of what part of the industry you're in with horses. And, and it's, it's never been cheaper. It's never been cheaper to market than it is right now. It's mm -hmm. about how much time are you willing to, to put in and before you used to have to get a TV spot or you'd have to get a radio spot. That's how advertisement was done. You put it on in the paper or in a magazine. All that stuff's gone. Now it's just what are you willing to do at your house? How much of a producer, commercial producer, are you willing to, to be for yourself? And so many people that have this horse dream, there's nobody telling them that. Oh, you're horse, great. Open up a business, you know, get a logo. Great. Woohoo. If people do not see you, they will not send stuff to you. And since most horse farms and ranches are in the country that nobody drives by, you are never going to get seen unless you are out there uh, in the social media world. And probably our last tip to bring this around full circle to the first one that was mindset is find your circle, know your circle, and understand that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if that's family, if that's friends, if there's people that are bringing you down and don't see the vision that you're headed towards, those aren't the people to be spending the most time with. And those people can be virtual. Those can be mentors that you're spending time with online. You're taking online courses to learn about things like membership and advertising and marketing. Those can be people in your circle without you even realizing it. But if you're constantly surrounding yourself with people that don't dream, don't think, don't believe the things that you believe or if they're trying to bring you down or lower your vision on where you want to go, that's not your circle. Those aren't your people. And I'm very, we're very blessed and fortunate that we see eye to eye on where we want to go and the visions and the ideas that we come up with. And we're both, um, our biggest limiting factor is there's nobody in our relationship that says no, like tells us no. <laughs> and so when we come up with an idea, I mean, we go full hearted, like it's going to mm -hmm. happen right now. We're getting ready to launch our horse health train off. So initially we decided that we were going to kind of phase out of the training horses. We have a young daughter. Um, we specialize in the problem horses, which makes it super dangerous to have kids running around the barn, wanting to be involved. And what happened when we put this out there in conversation is nobody else is willing to work with this level, these level of horses. Nobody else is willing to step in and help them. And we're already the last stop shop. So if we, stop helping these horses. Like what's going to happen to these horses, these people that have been vested or, you know, had confidence issues because of these horses. And mm -hmm. so this happened over the period of uh, probably two weeks, like two, two, two and a half weeks ago. Um, we just had the idea come to us in the shower. We're like, we should have a train off competition over six months. We build and train out our next greatest horse trainer who is going to take the world by storm. That's going to work with us in partnership to help us train horses going forward. So it's not just Michael and myself on those problem horses. We've got somebody else who's really passionate about that. 
we have this competition over six months. We document it. We get everybody to fall in love with these people. And that's meantime, we're helping build their businesses up. So if they don't win, they're going to be successful. We can send horses to them all over the country, wherever they're located. And then everybody gets to know, like, and trust the people that we're working with and that we're going to build into this program. So in addition to building the horse help brand and the vision that we have, we're also going to be building a new event center. We're going to make our current training facility be the problem horse area only. It'll be off limits to the general public, building a new area that is safe for our kids and safe for the retreaters when they come in. So we can keep building this program and building the vision of it and being able to also have that balance with having our family, raising our family in this environment. But to have somebody with you in your circle that you can talk to that says, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. How do we do that? What, what steps make that happen? And that's like sometimes whenever somebody comes up with an idea, we're like, oh, crap, here we go. What is how much work and effort is this going to entail? Because we're going to make it happen. Like once it's it's set into existence, like you can't unhear it. Mm-hmm. That, that's so good. Such good advice. I love that. And it is so fun to see you guys. No, you don't really have to push each other because you're both like, yeah, that's right. Let's both do it. So that's a super fun dynamic to see you guys so much. Great not just advice, but encouragement, I think, and inspiration, but then filled with practical. I so appreciate that. I love the way the example that you are, and I appreciate you guys taking the time to be here. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having us. Now, um, of course, I'll have links to all the things in the show notes, but go ahead and verbally tell people where they can find you in case they're right there on their phone and they want to go find you on Instagram, Facebook, website, all the things. Absolutely. So you can go to gasconhorsemanship.com. That's G-A-S-C-O-N horsemanship.com. And that has the links to everything. Once you get on there, all of our social media, our viral videos, all of our online programs, in-person products and services, you can find everything from that one link. If you don't want to get on that, hop on Facebook, shoot us a message, all of our information. We have a whole team of people now. We have customer success reps that help us really dive into your story, dive into your journey. If you're a horse business looking for help, we're happy. We're, we're open, an open book about what we've done up to this point. So if we can help anybody in any way, we're, we're here to help. Awesome. I love it. Thank you again. I wish you guys the very, very best. Thank Thank you. We appreciate you having us on. All right, friends, what did I tell you? Do you not just love their energy and their willingness to just dream big and make changes when necessary? I love that. So I have a few notes for you. As I was listening to them talk, I was taking notes and I have five things that I want you to remember when facing a pivot in your own horse business that are based on my conversation with Michael and Kelsey. All right. Now, of course, I have these listed on the show notes as well. So you can head to stormlily.com slash 114 to get these or write them down as I'm telling them to you. All right. Okay. So five things to remember when you're facing a pivot in your horse business. Number one, listen to your audience. You heard them share about how they started out with their online program with a free challenge, and then they created products based on the listening that they did in that process. So they listened to people's problems, and then they created resources that met them where they were at and really helped to solve their problem. So in your business, listen to your clients, listen to your customers. And sometimes it may not be that they tell you verbatim, 
what they need. So I want you to just really practice listening in your conversations and trying to really hear what they're telling you without actually telling you, right? Okay, number two is to help people get the results that they want. You heard Michael talk about this and Kelsey both. In order to be successful, you've got to be able to give them the results that you promise. And that's the same whether you're a photographer or you create products or you provide a service or you have an app, right? You're you're telling people you're going to give them a result, so you need to deliver on that. And then when you do that, their testimonials are going to help you tell the story and tell more people about what you're doing well in your business. Number three, remember that you are in the people business. I love how Michael said that, right? None of the horses are actually signing the checks. It's the people. So regardless, yes, you're in the equine industry and you are out for the horse's best interest. I know you are because you're here and you care about the horses that you're serving or taking pictures of or whatever the case may be, right? But the horses are not the ones paying you. The people are. So you need to get to know those people. You need to make sure you're serving them at an excellent level, right? You need to really learn how to have those great people skills in the process. So remember, you're in the people business. Number four, as you make a pivot, do not be afraid to beat the drums, as they said, and let people know that you're there. Let people know you're making changes, right? Now, you don't have to do the viral videos like Michael and Kelsey did, but you do need to show up online, show up in socials, show up in person, and be willing to share your perspective. Share what you are doing uniquely as a business to serve horses and people well, all right? And that's that marketing arm, right? That's that's why you're here. Number five, you have to have a vision. We talked about this when I introduced Michael and Kelsey, that it is so important to keep that big vision, that that dream that's in your heart for your business, that is going to be your driving force. That's going to be your filter for all of the decisions you're making surrounding a pivot in your business. So keep that personal mission, your vision and your goals close to your heart and close to your brain as you're processing all the facts and looking to make a decision about a pivot in your horse business. All right. Okay, friends, that's all I've got for you today. I would love it if you would reach out to Michael and Kelsey, find them online, let them know you appreciate what they're doing to serve the equine industry, how they're helping people, but especially their gift of time here on the podcast to encourage you in your horse business as well. As I said, all of those links are at the show notes, stormlily.com slash 114. And if you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, I invite you to do that so you will know when a brand new episode is available such as the bonus episode that I recorded with Kelsey after my chat with them together. So go to your favorite podcast listening app, find the bonus episode on my conversation with just Kelsey. That's all about continual learning, the importance of that, what has driven her to do that so well and so often, and why it's important for you and your horse business as well. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you here next time. 